Shavu Tov, Mishnah Yomi is continuing in chapter 23 of Shabbat at Mishnah Gimel. Lo yizkur odom poelim vashabbat. You may not hire workers on Shabbat. Now this is not to work on Shabbat, but to work after the Shabbat. Lo yomar adam l'chaveiro yizkur lo poelim. And one Jew cannot tell another Jew, hey, could you hire some workers for me? The Bartonura here brings the Gemara, which cites a Pasuk, we might be familiar with this Pasuk. It's in some uh, Shabbos Miros, in some uh, versions of, of um, Fila and Shabbos. It's actually a Pasuk from Yeshayahu, but it, it instructs us sort of the way to treat Shabbos, that we're not taking care of our own needs on Shabbos. We're enjoying a day of rest. The Bartner also brings that to explicitly ask somebody is Asr, but if you went by someone's house in the afternoon and said, hey, what are you doing after Shabbos? Are you free? And, you know, he has in mind, okay, yeah, this guy's probably going to want to hire me after Shabbos, but no one's talking about it. They're just thinking about it. That would actually be mutter. Then Mishnah continues, Ein machshichin al We don't wait for the end of Shabbos at the Tachum. Remember, that's the 2,000 Amot boundary, outside of which we cannot go on Shabbat. We score polim to go to Home Depot or wherever it is to hire workers, Bahavi Perot, or to bring back produce from his orchard or vineyard or something. But he could wait by the Tachum to keep an eye on his field or his vineyard, maybe Perabiado. And then after Shabbat, he could go bring some Perot from the vineyard and bring it home for his Malavamoka. Klal Amar Abashol. Abashol, one of the Tanaim, he said a general rule. Kol Sheni Zakai something I am able to on Shabbat to tell someone to do. I can wait by the Tchum, wait by the boundary to do that. So here the Tanakama. Uh, prohibited waiting for the end of Shabbat by the Tchum, even to do a mitzvah, but Abashol is going to allow it. We're actually going to see in Mishnah Dalit some examples. So on to Mishnah Dalit. You can wait for dark at the boundary, at the Tchum Shabbos. To attend to the needs of a bride for the wedding, you know, to go rent the gown or get a chuppah or get the suda or get the cater or whatever it is. Or the needs of someone who's passed away. For example, to bring a an Aron, a coffin, or his shrouds for burial. On that topic, Mishnah Dalit continues, If a non-Jew brought flutes on Shabbat, they would use these flutes as part of the mourning. The sound of the flutes helps people to, to cry, to deal with the emotion. You shouldn't use them for the hesped of a Jew. Unless you know this Nochri, this non-Jew brought them from a close place, from inside the Tchum Shabbos. Asulo Aron, if they non-Jews made a coffin, Fakhafru Lo Kever, or they they dug out a grave, Yekavrbo Yisrael. A Jew could be buried in there. So that's just talking about they did this on Shabbos, but they did this not for a Jew. They just did this stam because it's their job, or they were doing it for the sake of a non-Jew. In Bishfil Yisrael, if they saw that a Jew had died and they started on Shabbos, started building a coffin on Shabbos, started digging a grave on Shabbos, Yekavrbo Olamit. You can never bury the Jew in there. And the Farshim hearing, that's when it's known and people can tell that they did this malacha for the sake of a Jew who had passed away. So it would be it would be like a very big bizion, a very big shame, you know, to have a Jew buried in a coffin that was built on Shabbat. That would be, you know, a horrible thing. We shouldn't know from that. Chazag and Shavuatov Gutavach.